there's our noise. We like that part. Sounds good, doesn't it? It does sound good. Welcome to the barbecue show. That means it's Saturday. Turn the quiet up. Turn the noise down. It's the barbecue show on KTOE with uh, Stunt and Jake. I'm Jake. He is Stunt. Hey. Good afternoon or morning or whatever time it is. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Every weekend we get together and uh, we talk a little barbecue. We uh, like to think we're experts, but we're we're the only minor market radio hosts of a program that are willing to admit we can always learn more. It's fun to learn more about this topic, actually. It is a lot of fun to learn about this topic, and we uh, we really thoroughly enjoy it. And we hope you enjoy it as well. You can let us know how much you enjoy it or don't by uh, <laughs> by sending us an email. Jakep at radiomancato.com is the uh, email address. We should talk to somebody about getting a real you know, show email address. I can work but, on that. Yeah, and then uh, we can connect it to our website. Do we have a website? We don't have a website, do we? No. We we I, um, well, here's, here, I'll tell you this much. Uh, every time we talk on the show, I'm like, all right, after the show, I'm going to sit down and take the time to put together a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Right. Every time after the show, it's on to the next project. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. Saturday, so you know, you're like, yeah, yeah it's, I'm out of here. Time gotta, to go do something. I'm going to go grill something and get the, you know, yeah. fire, up some, uh, fire up the smoker or the barbecue or whatever it is that you're firing up. So on this show, we, talk, we, like, to, uh, we like to have casual conversations about everything revolving around barbecuing uh, or outdoor cooking, essentially, whether it's, uh, whether it's on a grill, whether it's on a smoker, whether it's a combination of the two. Maybe uh, Stunt has a pizza attachment for one of his grills so amazing yeah so whatever it is it uh trips our trigger and hopefully trips yours that's kind of what we like to chat about it's pretty much open forum and anything really it really is sometimes i think maybe we just roll in here and talk (laughs) a little bit of that too (laughs) a little bit but as soon as we get into barbecue mode it doesn't take long and we're going down the path it does you're right you're right on that that's for sure so uh today as we're into the uh, full last weekend was a tricky weekend for uh, barbecuing because it was uh, well it was hot it was so hot yeah it was uh there was the heat the last it was last weekend um uh suds and uh barbecue brews and barbecues (laughs) brews and (laughs) somebody didn't invite me oh wait you're talking about the one at the mankita brewery yes yes brews and bbqs that's right that was last weekend we should recap that for our listeners that didn't catch it on monday's recap on the uh, smoke show we sure could absolutely yeah um i don't remember who won now you were a judge i was a judge and it was a lot of fun it was uh i so i took the kcbs training for judging explain Um, that to to an average layman what is kcbs so kansas city barbecue society Society is okay. kind of the society when it comes to barbecue, right? Right. And now I think some people take it a little too seriously, but they have the 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 path of like when you take these classes, what judges look for, what people want, uh, taste, appearance, quality of the meat, the tenderness, and how to judge that. There's actually a full, I think it was a two hour class on how to kind of go about that way. Nice. And so it's kind of a cool thing to be part of. And then people uh, want to be uh, KCBS sanctioned as judges. To do actual judging, and then also they want to be KCBS sanctioned as a cook, so you can be involved in a lot of these cooks, and you can get invited. Right. And there's there's points, there's money awarded at these competitions. And again, that's just I guess you want to maybe call it a league is KCBS, right? And so um, I I have had the training. This was not a KCBS sanctioned event, but it was just a they were trying to run it like that, and so we judged based off those criteria. And it was so much fun. It really was. So they had, I believe, 19 different cookers out there. Okay. And there's some people who, uh, they had ribs and chicken that were entered in the competition. 
So and that and and just to be clear, the 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 entries had to be ribs or chicken. There was no brisket, right? There's no brisket for this competition. Right. That's correct. And some competitions now, and this is why I want to get some of these guys in here who do who do cooking competitions because I want to learn from them. I want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been now competitions where they have a wild card entry where Ooh. you could cook whatever you wanted. If you wanted to do jalapeno pep uh, poppers, you okay. could do that. Uh, if you want to do fruit, you could do that. These wild card competitions are kind of interesting to see because it's just like, well, what's this and how is it? You know? Yeah, it's and that's uh, half the fun of uh, we think uh, half the fun of being in the, in the barbecue business, whether you're doing it for uh, comp- competitive purposes or you're doing it just to feed some friends on your patio. Um, being a little bit of a wild card, experimenting, being creative, and uh, being yourself. That's the great thing about barbecue is that you can meet 10 dudes or dudettes and uh, have them all cook the same thing, and you're going to get 10 different varieties. Right. Like I mean, each, each competition like this are handed ribs. They're given ribs to do whatever they want, and uh, they all turn out different. Right. And so we base off appearance first off. So when the ribs come around, they show you the the container holding the ribs and you base it off judge off appearance one through nine right and they i mean again it's all the same rib to start with but they have so many different looks by the time they're done cooking them and so it's really entertaining to see how that kind of comes along and the way it ends up looking i guess and so we get to take a look and then we get to take a bite it's about the tenderness it's about the flavor that's what you're going to base it off of but here's the hard part the hardest part about any judging competition you can't compare it to the one you saw before uh-huh. or the one you see after. Okay. You have to judge each one based on what they are. So you're going for you're going for uh, you're you're judging against a standard a standard not against each other. Right. Kind of exactly. like gymnastics. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. a great comparison I think for how you're judging it. Okay. And yep. so that's what you have to judge it on. And that that's the part that's hard, especially after you see the appearance and you're like, "Well, that looks really good." Oh, that one looks better, but I can't judge it higher than the other one, can I? And right. it's back. But it, it takes getting used to in that in that realm. Uh, but it's very interesting and very exciting. And so you get to go through the whole process of appearance. Then you taste it. You t- check the tenderness by chewing on it as well. And you figure it out. Okay. So yeah. it, it, it sounds it sounds very technical. Uh, the actual KCBS, you're going to do it right. It, it kind of is. Because then they take everybody's scores. And like this sure. one at the brewery the other week was a blind taste test. Oh. And so you, ta- you base everybody off the... Um, uh, it's a double blind, excuse me. So the boxes are numbered out in the, by randomly out by the cookers. Okay. They come in and they change numbers to a different number when they come in. Ah. And then, so nobody knows who anybody's got except for when they compare the notes of the numbers. Okay. But they tally everybody's points up and that's how you get based. Hmm. And as we're talking here, I'm remembering the winner of last week's Good. brew and barbecue, <laughs> uh, it was Popo. That's right. Uh, yeah, Popo yeah. Barbecue. Popo Barbecue with the uh, the police. That's right. They're uh, police officers who, I think it's called, what's their tagline? Highly unprofessional barbecue or something like that? Yeah, that's uh, And they won poor, or they won ribs, and they won grand champion. That's awesome. And they, uh, their, their stuff was obviously phenomenal. Really good. Yep. So. And I do know second place was, I forgot the name, the guys from Montevideo. The Montevideo guy. And I can see his trailer. He brought down an ice house trailer. It was cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, so many, I, honestly, I enjoyed judging the meat, but I also walked around the, the grounds and checked out all the cookers that everybody's got. We had barrel cookers. Okay. Uh, there was one guy, he was called was Fender Bender Barbecue, I believe. And he made his own smokehouse on wheels. Nice. That was cool to see. Nice, nice. Um, there's just so many different rigs and different ribs that they use. The one guy, um, he's from the area. What was his thing? Smoky Bones? It might have been it. He has a trailer that's just so clean on the inside. Looks so good. 
and it's got the it's got a fridge in there, it's got a table, um, a countertop, sink, and all that stuff. And then out the back door, he's got a smoker, and he had an old hickory smoker, just a mm. massive unit that's on a track that slides out away from the actual smoker, okay. or I mean, away from, from the actual trailer. trailer sure, sure. So it's not right up next to it, and you can cook underneath an awning still. Really cool device. I basically Phenomenal. want to spend my money on that. Yeah. Um, it's, it, the, the beauty of it, again, when we talk about the creativity of your barbecuing styles and uh, recipes and how you do it and the way you do it, it, the same thing is true, especially with the competitive level of the the the, mach- the, 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 the trailers. The, the, the equipment you're working on. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank yeah. you. I, I'm struggling. No, you're here. right, though. We talked about that last time with Memphis and May happened. Yeah. That's the world championship. And the biggest part about that kind of cookout stuff. Is the parties out in the in the in the grounds? Yeah, people who are having a good time while cooking. There, and if you're not having a good time when you're doing any of the stuff that we talk about, whether you're trying to emulate us or you're trying to do your own thing, if you are not having a good time, then you're probably doing something wrong. hundred uh, percent. Honestly, cooking for me went from just kind of like a fun little hobby that I started getting more interested and more interested now to a honest, honestly, probably a therapy session. Oh. I get to go home and I go through the process of making the food and everything else. I, I probably get more enjoyment out of that than I actually do eating it half the time now. <laughs> well, and it is fun to see the differences and how little changes and technique or style can affect the overall outcome mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the process and at the end of the day. And that's uh, half the fun of it. So it's, you know, it's, and it, it should be fun. It should be experimental because. You know, that's that's why we're doing all this, you know? Right. Uh, one of the things we want to talk about today is we want to, uh, when we come back we get, uh, for our second segment, we want to give you some actual tips and tricks and some things that you can use and, uh, you know, so to speak, take to the bank of, uh, of your barbecue currency. <laughs> I'm what you call a wordsmith. The knowledge is the currency. I like it. <laughs> that's something like that. We'll take a, a very short break. Be right back with more of the barbecue show in just a moment. Drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke. That sound means we're back. We weren't gone that long. It was pretty short. Pretty short trip for us. It's the Barbecue Show. Welcome back. Saturday mornings on KTUE. Stunt and Jake. I'm Jake. That's Stunt. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. We were talking about uh, we kind of a little recap on Stunt's adventure as a... Uh, a, a judge, I almost said host, as a judge at the uh, Barbecue and Brews Mankato I've Brewery Competition. I've done a little bit of both. Yeah. I, when, back when the day when they did the Bend of the River cookout, right. I helped host that and judge that too. Okay. Uh, uh, wait, did I judge that? I judged one year. All right. Otherwise, I've hosted that and in general just been out there doing radio stuff and uh, eating. Radio <laughs> radio stuff is well, always fun. You want me to play music and eat? Okay. Okay, I'm there. Uh, we had talked last week a little bit about... Um, and maybe 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 I already spoiled the stew on this one, where my wife had said you guys should enter a competition. I said no, we should be judges, and then you said no, we should enter a competition. I would love to know how it would be to actually. I, I want to enter one competition this year uh, to see how my ribs stack up against everybody else's. I would right. like to know that. I think it would be. I think it would be fun to do. And, yeah, and that's you know we, we and maybe we'll have to talk more about that next week when we have time. 
But there are amateur competitions that people can enter just on a whim if you want. They're all over the place. You know, it's so popular. You And again, and I, I always try to stress this, you, you don't need thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment to show up and do this. You know, you can uh, you can show up however you want. You can do this on a small backyard cooker. Right. Uh, you do it on the Weber kettle. Sure. Um, and, and he knock off of that matter as well. Yeah. It's... There's a guy uh, who goes by Mad Scientist, Mad Barbecue Scientist on, on, on uh, YouTube. He bought the cheapest offset grill he could find for $119. Wow. And he made a brisket on it. He's like, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. The smoker within the one cook that he did was, tur- I mean, he didn't season it. He just did one straight out cook and it was like leaking and like it just was looking rough. He said the brisket <laughs> still turned out phenomenal. Well, now granted, he's a professional, right, but still right. really cool to watch him do that on a $119 offset smoker. Right. And that's the beauty of it. You can do it however you like. Um, There are a lot of different types of grills, obviously, depending on what you need. And that's one thing that I think that is important. Uh, If you're trying to impress your friends and you're trying to go big time and you've got a bunch of stimulus money burning a hole in your pocket and you're thinking, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go buy me the coolest, biggest, baddest grill I can find. um, Take some time to shop and ask some questions. uh, Listen to some experts. You can email us. We'll tell you whatever you need to know. Or you can go to uh, you can go to places. You can go to YouTube and you can do that. But it's important because I've seen this. Uh, I actually have a couple relatives that make more money than they should, and they spend it poorly. Oh, there's people like that. <laughs> we work with people like that. Right, right. And so they've got these massive grills that look amazing and look cool, but they're not practical for what right. for what they're trying to use them for because they just don't do that type of grilling and cooking on them. You know, if you're just doing burgers and brats occasionally on the week weekends or after a baseball game with the kids you you don't need the same kind of grill as if you're going to try to do you know smoke briskets that's a, yeah. a whole different deal now with that being said one of the things we wanted to talk about today is uh, pellet grills uh, because they are hugely popular right now. One of the advantages, well, there's several advantages, and uh, one of the things that we want to talk about is just some some tips and some tricks and some things to look for when you're looking at pellet grills. And let's start here, Stunt. First off, uh, there's a couple different brands out there, and should people be brand-wary or brand-conscious when it comes to pellet grills? Uh, I wouldn't say brand-conscious as much as uh, cost-conscious. Okay. Uh, you're looking, it's, it's comes, it comes down with everything else, really, right? And then... At the same time, there is definitely the name brands that are going to cost more despite anything else. And sure. that's uh, that the, king, the cream of the crop there is Traeger. Okay. Hands down, you're going to spend a lot on a Traeger, but you're going to love what you get for spending that money on a Traeger. Yeah. Um, uh, there's people who start off with Traegers who probably don't know how good they got it. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they're, I mean, they're, they're like, it's like the Yeti, right? Like the Yeti is a great cooler, right. but a lot of that's name brand cost. Right. And Traeger's a great, it's a great grill. Now there's a lot of other ones out there. I saw actually the chimp, uh, pellet grills. Okay. Um, it's like chimp. the chimp's like the smaller one. The gorilla is the bigger one and they're just pellet grills. They're I see just what you did there. very basic chimp, gorilla, big, small. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I never really thought that'd be one that continued. There's a brand out there. that's called Z grills. That's a pellet grill. And Camp Chef is a big one. Okay. And Weber's also got in the game now, too. Weber's got a pellet grill out there. Really? And so does Mastercraft. But Mastercraft has got the charcoal thing. It's like a, like a gravity feeder okay, into the firebox, which I is see. interesting all around. It, that makes me nervous still. But that, I've got a few buddies that are doing it now. They like it. Okay. It's I guess it depends on what you're doing with it. Right. You know, here again, um, 
when when I think charcoal, I think charcoal the way I charcoal, which is uh, steaks, hot and fast, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a ring of charcoal around the outside of my Weber kettle, where I'm I'm literally adding one or two briquettes right. every twenty or thirty right. minutes just to kind of keep the keep a uniform heat source in there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I think that's important we should probably touch on if you're considering a pellet grill. Um, and maybe you're looking at a, a used or a secondhand one that you found on a marketplace or some crazy thing, you know, at a garage sale. The the newer versions, and I think if you're going to get into the pellet grill, you really want to go all the way to the the, the current model, which is the ones that have the Wi-Fi. apps, <laughs> Wi-Fi and the apps. Yeah. So when I so finishing out the grills quickly. Oh yeah. yeah. I just I, did, I just had three more in my mind, and that's uh, so we talk about Traeger being the cream of the crop. Yep. Um. And then it's going to be your Green Mountain Grills, Green which is Mountain, the one I currently own. Pit Boss is a big name in it. Everybody's got every a lot of people have Pit Bosses. And then honorable mention is Rectech. Okay. And Rectech's a great grill. You'll notice it by the bullhorns that are the open handle, uh, which is cool. <laughs> except for they're not in stores; it's all online. And that's why I stayed away from it. Just I just I didn't want to. If I couldn't kick the tires in the store, yeah. I didn't want to gr- buy it. You gotta go. Touch um, they it. do say they swear by their by the customer service, but so far with Green Mountain Grill and my friends with uh, Traegers, the customer service for them is also outstanding. And that's something that's important because we just give us a cost idea. What if a guy says I uh, I hear about pellet grills? We're, what's a, what's a range? People can expect. I think you're going to be expecting uh, 700 and up. Okay. 700 to 1500 is going to be a good pellet grill. Okay, and that's important to know because you know even it's a, a considerably different than the 269 you're going to pay for a kettle with an attached right. uh, you know counter on the side. Of exactly, it. <laughs> a big difference there in pricing. And then the offset is going to be 1500 to 3000. I mean that's where you're looking for a good offset nowadays, okay. which is interesting to think about. But so for the pellet grills, your big three brands at the end of the day, I just mentioned a whole bunch I know, but Traeger. <laughs> Uh, Green Mountain and Pit Boss are probably the biggest selling ones they have. Okay. Um, and it all depends on what you're going to get. But you talk about the newest models having the apps. There's something to be said about being. When I bought mine with the with the app on it or with the Wi-Fi da- and Wi-Fi, so I use an app. Somebody's like, "Well, why do you need that? Why do you spend?" Because it's America. <laughs> I'm going to sit in my house after turning my grill on and check the temperature of everything I got. Right. And I don't have to go outside and look. And also, you don't have to open it up, open it up and close it, open it up and close it. Right. Not doing that is a big plus. That is that's an important part of the process is is not letting all that heat escape and then have to start over exactly to rebuild up the heat to you know the the specific uh, temperatures that you want when uh so suppose i bought a pellet grill and i have no idea what i'm doing uh, i would imagine there's a variety of pellets that's there's a lot of varieties of pellets you can pick them from and each one has each uh each brand has their own pellets to go with it too okay traeger green mountain Pit Boss all have their own pellets. Um, and then it comes down to quality, though. The big thing about pellets, and the big argument of pellets is there's no moisture there. Right. They're packed down. They're they're into the pellet form from sawdust or from whatever. And that's another whole debate you can get into. Of what <laughs> what pellets have wood uh, wood chunks in them or are actually wood? And what are ones are just dust compacted right. together with a solution? Um, but the problem is there's not a lot of moisture in those pellets. And so that's where a lot of your smoking, uh, the flavor will get into your food is with the moisture, too. Yeah. So that's why they say... That's why you'll always have a group of people say use offset with real wood because real wood has moisture in it that will burn. Yeah, they'll burn create more and, smoke, and better more smoke. smoke. Yeah. yeah, that's where it comes into. It's, it's science. It, it, really. it does come down to some science. Yeah. It ruins it when you have to actually think about that. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, with the pellets, it's going to depend on what you want to spend money on. Uh, there's you go with a uh, lumberjack is what I think a lot of people have been going with now. Okay, um, it's been a, I've been using that one a lot. 
and it seems to be a solid brand. Does not dust a lot. There's always some of them are really dusty because they sure, are just sure. sawdust that's been put together in a thing. Gotcha. Um, so it depends on what the, that's. You got to kind of play and see what works best for your grill too. I do believe Traeger recommends that you only use Traeger, otherwise they're yeah. going to slap you on the wrist. Yeah, that sounds about if right. If you got an issue and it, uh, you weren't using Traeger pellets, they might might not be a big fan of it. The thing is, I guess the important part that uh, the important takeaway from this conversation today is that uh, if you decide you want to get into the uh, the pellet grill realm and world, it's just like anything else. You're going to want to experiment. You're going to want to play around and find out what you like and what works best for you and your setup and your style and and create your own style. That's right. There's so many pellet brands, so many grill brands. Then you get past the grill, you get the pellets, and you got what flavors you're going to use or what food. Right. Talk about seasoning your grill. You're going to talk about uh, wanting to get any extra attachments. I would get the pizza attachment. Just saying. <laughs> it's an option. Yeah, and sure. then one of the things I'll quickly say before we go, Great. find the hot spots in your grill. Yes. Because there will be a hot spot in your pellet grill. No matter if it's indirect or not, there's still going to be a hot spot. I got the top right corner of my grill. If I want it done fast, put it there. If I want to protect it, keep it away from that spot. It just It's how I know it. Every grill has a hot spot. Make sure you know where it's at because that uh, that's important to know. It can kick your butt or it can be a savior. Right, exactly. So that's it for the barbecue show today. I know we always just get into the tip of the iceberg and find out we have a ton of extra, of extra things to discuss. You're always welcome to reach out and say hi or ask us a question. Jake P at RadioMankato.com. Until next weekend, keep barbecuing, keep flipping, and uh, we'll see you next time on the barbecue show with Stunt and Jake. Take care. Drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke. Yeah.